Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of season two of Let's Talk Sports. Uh, we're going to get right into this one. Uh, don't have to really explain where I've been, like the past episodes, because, you know, I'm back on a normal schedule. I think what's going to happen, real quick, I guess I do have a little disclaimer, is uh, I think Let's Talk Sports is going to become like a once a week or twice a week podcast while I'm doing this Cubs one as well. The Cubs one is going to be more of like a daily one, one that I'm going to try to do after games, whether they're really long, really short. That's kind of just up to what there is to talk about about the Cubs. Um, but I'm really enjoying the Cubs one so far. I've done one episode. I was going to do one today, but their game got delayed or postponed. So uh, I was here now and this episode is coming out late. I think most of my episodes are actually just going to end up coming out late because today, for an example, Sean Manaya on the San Diego Padres was throwing a, a no-hitter through eight innings, or through seven innings. And I didn't want to start a podcast and then have him throw a no-hitter. He hasn't thrown a no-hitter. He didn't throw a no-hitter, is what I meant. Uh, he gave up a hit to David Peralta in the eighth with a leadoff single. So, yeah, that's just kind of what I have to say. Today's going to be the first real episode where we talk a lot about what's going on in the baseball uh, world. Uh, opening day was yesterday, and part two of opening day was today for many teams a lot of games were delayed into today or just started today. But uh, we'll get into some football news first, just because there's two things I want to talk about that have kind of one I just saw like an hour ago, and the other one I just want to talk about because I think it's funny how, like, what, like, some headlines are just kind of silly, in my opinion. I think as I'm going through school at ASU, you kind of are learning how to. You learn how to write a a, a lead and, and a headline for your stories. And I, I just find it crazy what, what some writers talk about. And this isn't a knock at writers. I understand a lot of people have different opinions. And, and maybe this did catch people off by surprise. But what I'm talking about is I just got a notification on my phone about Rob Gronkowski saying that if he does play football again, he is going back to the Buccaneers is what he said. And it, it popped up and it's, it's like this big story. But like, what? why? Why? There's already been video evidence of him saying at a barbershop that he's going to come back or he wants to come back and he's going to make Tom Brady wait as like a joke. Granted, he could be lying, but the video seems very genuine and it's definitely Rob Gronkowski. There's proof. It, 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 is, it is a real video. So it just bugs me to see all these stories. And then, and then it obviously creates like speculation and more theories around other topics and such. And, and I, I don't know. It just it bugs me as, as maybe it's just because I'm going through the process and, and I would never do something like that with the evidence already there. I mean, it is an important story because now he himself has confirmed. But I, I don't know. It just it bugs me personally because I, I just hate seeing the – it's just very dramatic, very, very dramatic stuff. But – like I said, I've I've been a firm believer that Gronk has always been going back to the Bucks if he does play again. So maybe it's just because I've been thinking that way, and it, it really isn't that big of a deal. It's just something that bugs me personally uh, when it comes to these sports headlines. The next thing I want to talk about is Tyron Matthew and the shocking news he revealed today. And this one was actually pretty shocking uh, for me because apparently he came out and said whether this is true or not, it it could be to, to help his image or make the Chiefs look bad. Maybe he's trying to get back at the Chiefs. Tyron Matthew doesn't have the greatest reputation when it comes to 
being an outstanding person. I know he does a lot to his community, but I, I mean on the football field. Obviously, we had the Super Bowl with Brady and him. He he has bickers a lot, and, and he seems like a very uh, emotional person, like player. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I'm actually, the more I watch him, the more I, I like his play. But I do have to accept the fact that he he kind of, he likes to stir the pot a little bit. But today he said if the Chiefs gave him the money they gave to Justin Reed, he would have come back to the Chiefs. And initial thought, I was like, wow. Like, was that was that relayed to the Chiefs at all? Like, did he, did he mention that? Because then it really is on him. But the more I think about it, the more I actually just believe that the Chiefs wanted to move on. I mean, it's been a crazy offseason for everyone, so... I, I don't really know what like what about this year is, but teams want to be cheap now. They want to... I feel like the method nowadays is to be cheap with positions that that you feel like you can be cheap at um, and then blow money on wide receiver, quarterback, or like offensive lineman, etc. Which Which I guess does work. Well, I guess I can't say that yet. The only team that's done that is the Patriots, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be skeptical because they had Tom Brady. I don't know how well the formula is gonna work if if they go this way with Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones. I, I really do think the Patriots are are better now that they have Devonte Parker. Um, I know I, I I didn't really get to talk about that, so I guess I could I could also chime in on that a little bit. But I feel like you know. It's we're that's that's happened. It's in the past. I, I don't I think it'd be kind of late for me to comment on. But my opinions of the Patriots have changed since they signed him. Um, I do think they're going to be better this year. But I, I, I just I don't know. I want to believe that Tyron Matthews telling the truth because Tyron Matthews seems like a player that that wants to be on a team that's going to win. And he, he wants to win. But then again, just like. It's hard to believe these players because every every year, you know, asking prices go up, players' positions get paid more money. I mean, we're seeing like mega million dollar deals for wide receivers now, which in my opinion is is not good. I mean, Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams, sure, they deserve it. But like, wide receivers are expendable. Like you, you can be good with a rookie receiver out of the draft. I mean... Uh, an example I like to use is that Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers, he wasn't, I mean, he he was well-received out of college, but, I mean, who would have no, who would have thought he would have had the impact he had when his rookie year? And obviously, his sophomore year, he didn't have as great of, as great of a year, but he was still pretty great. Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, they're young. They're still on rookie contracts, and, I mean, they're the big reason why some of their teams, you know, get some games because they're, they're on them, so... I, I don't like the mega million dollar deals for wide receivers. I, I think it's it's not help, not good. And all this is kind of le- also leading me into my next segment, which is uh, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel has deleted every single 49ers picture off of his Instagram. Or I, I think he archived them. I think he's doing the Kyler Murray. And everyone's freaking out. What does this mean? Is Debo Samuel leaving the Niners? Or is he is he asking for so much and the Niners aren't willing to give him that? What's going on? So my personal opinion is is that he he is just trying to stir the pot a little bit to help help him get paid. Um, I genuinely think that the Niners, if 
if right now they're not willing to pay him the money he wants, they will eventually. Debo Samuel is like a one in a million athlete. He, the fact that they can slot him in at running back and wide receiver is pretty incredible. He's super fast. He's super tall. He's just a great. He's a great overall athlete. He's not. He's not great at just one position. He's great at everything. So. I I don't see the Niners letting him walk. I. I think it it is. It's a similar scenario to the Kyler Murray thing, but it's also completely different. If that makes any sense. Kyler Murray, there's a lot of speculation about him going in into this year. And, and if he really is, obviously the drama in the locker room and such. Uh, but there's a lot of speculation coming out about him. And and people are, are wondering if he's going to be the next... Like, if he's going to be the right piece for this team to make, to make a Super Bowl. So... The speculation of giving him a mega deal is a lot different than Debo because Debo is just Debo is just a piece. Like, why does like a a great quarterback is going to elevate you to the next level? Uh, look at the Patriots with Tom Brady, the Buccaneers with Tom Brady. So paying them long terms of money is harder to do than a wide receiver because if you lock Kyler Murray to a mega deal, a max contract, and he isn't the right quarterback, then you're kind of stuck with him because no team's going to want to trade for him under a max contract if he's not if he's not the right piece. So with Debo Samuel, I think he's just a he's just a piece to make them better, but he's not going to be the reason they go and win a Super Bowl. So you can pay him the money he wants in the, in, in the mega deal because he does he is the athlete and deserves it as an athlete, and it's a much safer bet than locking up a quarterback long term that people have speculation about. I mean, Debo Samuel has already proved that he is an elite receiver and running back. So I, I do think eventually he's going to, these, he's either trolling or these are going to get put back up on his, on his Instagram and he is going to get re-signed. I, I would, I would think that the 49ers are one of the dumbest organizations if they let him walk. Not many, you don't get many Debo Samuels in the draft. And as a Patriots fan, I know that because we took Nikhil Harry over him and thing, everyone knows how that went. So yeah, that's just my quick initial thoughts on what's happening in the football world. Crazy, 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 crazy stuff. Um, it, it's kind of slowing down with football, I feel like, now. All the big free agents are gone. Tyron Matthews still available. Uh, Odell Beckham's available. Th- those players are available, but at this point, it's kind of just we're waiting for camp to start back up and, and to get that whole thing moving again. But... As of now, it's baseball season, which is why we are going to segue into our next portion. Baseball, opening day. Happy opening day to everyone who who didn't go listen to my Cubs podcast. I highly recommend if you're a big baseball fan, even though I will tell you it is heavily favored to the Cubs. So if you aren't a Cubs fan, then maybe don't check it out uh, because it isn't just a baseball podcast. It is a Chicago Cubs podcast. But moving on to today, I do want to say, though, um, I have a gripe with MLB because when reporting and, and podcasting on football, I find it very easy to, to share my knowledge about most of every game on Sunday and all the big games, you know, like the primetime games and, and the games that people are watching in the afternoon when, you know, games are overlapping. Um, but MLB has decided to hand out games to different networks. So like I need Apple TV now to watch the Astros and the Angels tonight which I've been wanting to watch that series. I, 
I love both, not, I don't love both teams, but I think both teams are exciting to watch, and I love watching those games. Um, I was really upset that I couldn't watch tonight's game. Granted, it is blowout, but I didn't miss, um, his last name's Pena, I forgot his first name, but he's on the Astros, he was, his, his parents were getting interviewed, and he had a home run, it was a super cool moment, I saw it after it happened, but I wish I could have saw it when it happened. Um, but yesterday, April 7th, uh, the day started off with Brewers versus Cubs. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that really because I talk about it a lot on a Cubs podcast, obviously. So if you do want to hear about that, I recommend going listen to that, but I will not be talking a lot about the Cubs on here because then it defeats the purpose of having a Cubs podcast. But, uh, the next game that was on the slate for yesterday's games was the Guardians and Royals. And I actually did tune into this game. Uh, I was flipping back and forth between the Cubs uh, in the later innings and then this game. This was a great a great game. Uh, I love watching games where, where, where young players make their debuts. Obviously, Bobby Witt Jr., the number one prospect in, in MLB's top 50 uh, prospect list. He came up late in the game, and he sliced a double down the left field line, and he gave him the go-ahead, lead, go-ahead run to, to win the game. Uh, super cool moment. I... I should pull up ESPN so I can, because this isn't sure the scores. Uh, let me see here. ESPN. I want to say it was like five to four or like, like six to five or something. Or maybe it was six to four. I think they, I think they got an insurance run late. Uh, let's see. Oh, three to one. Okay. Three to one. They did get the insurance run. But uh, yeah, Bobby Witt came in and in, in got a a double to give him the lead late, and then he ended up getting a. They said he got a sunflower seed, a sunflower seed bath, and then they surprised him with a Gatorade bath, and it was just a fun a fun moment. I I really like the Royals this year. I think they're they're an exciting team to watch. I think they're going to be the Mariners of this season because I think the Mariners have gotten a lot better, but. I do think they are going to be very good this year, but not good enough to make the playoffs, but just miss it. Uh, Guardians, I'm not too sure on yet. Uh, pitching is going to be the reason they win games, I feel like. Their pitching is what's going to carry them if they if they do have a good year. So I, I need to watch more Guardian games before I can comment on them. Uh, Cardinals whooped the Pirates, no surprise there. Um, obviously a very cool storyline story line there with uh, Wainwright. And uh, Wainwright, Molina, and Pujols uh, all coming in to give their final season in Cardinals uniform. Uh, Pujols was holding back tears when he came out. It was really, 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 really cool. Um, my biggest thing with the Cardinals, though, is these old players aren't going to be the reason you win. So, like, as much as you love having them on the team, if they're struggling, what are you going to do? If Pujols was hitting 180 and not hitting home runs. Like, what are you going to do? Obviously, I do think Pujols is going to be a great DH now that the Universal DH is here, and I think he is going to put the ball over the wall a couple times. I hope he catches his, I believe it's 700, right? 700 home run mark, but I, I just don't know. Uh, Molina, I don't know about him either because he was he's on and off. He either is going to have a, a decent year or a pretty poor year. So, uh, Cardinals should be interesting to watch. Pirates are just, uh, they are a train wreck. I, I don't even really know what to what to say about the Pirates. They're, they're just... I'm sorry, Pirate fans. That's all I really can say. And and I, it's going to be a long year. But one day, when you win a World Series in the year 3000, 
you're gonna you're well people who are listening to this now might not be alive to, to hear that but you're gonna you're gonna look back at these days these are gonna be the glory days the days of suffering okay um Mets and Nationals I I was pretty pretty bummed about this game because I, I really want DeGrom to pitch I wanted DeGrom to pitch but uh Ooh, it's Tyler Miguel, right? Because there's Trevor. He was on the Trevor Miguel was on the Cubs last year. I think Tyler Miguel's on the Mets. He he pitched pretty flawlessly. I'm actually gonna look at this box score because um, I was expecting the, the the Mets to lose, but no, they won. I mean, their lineup is so great, one through nine. They have such a great lineup, but I I didn't think Miguel was gonna was gonna come out and pitch the way he did. He pitched five innings, six strikeouts, no earned runs. And uh, my computer just went black. But, yeah. He pitched very Oh, it's back on. He, sorry. Uh, six Ks, three hits, and yeah, five innings pitched. Uh, the bullpen was pretty good for the Mets. And then Corbin got the loss. He went four innings, five hits, two earned, four strikes, strikeouts, and then uh, two balls. Uh, and then Austin Voth gave up an R2, and Machado gave up a another run. Uh, the Mets won this game 5-1, to one, and then I believe they won today as well, Scherzer against the Nationals. Today, I know the bench is cleared, which is kind of funny because Scherzer came back in the Nationals game and 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 uh, tempers flared. But uh, apparently they hit Lindor is the reason, and, and then the Mets manager came out and was, was screaming, and then bench is cleared. Uh, Reds and Braves, this was a very, um, upsetting game, uh, because obviously opening day for the defending World Series champions, and they got beat by Tyler Malley, and Brandon Drury hit a three-run bomb on them. Uh, obviously they came back today and won, so I, no reason to worry, Braves fans. Uh, it was cool to see Matt Olson get his plate appearance and, and get his standing ovation, uh, it, it's it's really cool to see a a legendary player like Freddie Freeman uh, leave a team, and then his replacement being so well received. Obviously, it's not like his replacement is some nobody. Matt Olson, you could argue, was it actually an upgrade because he's younger and has a very very great bat. But I I still think it's cool because like as a Cubs fan personally, I wasn't too hyped when you know. Wisdom was – well, Wisdom was different because he was playing. But when Schwindel was a replacement for Rizzo, you know, you get frustrated. You're like, well, who is this guy? Obviously, I have now come love – I have now come to love Frank Schwindel, uh, one of my favorite players on the Cubs this year. But I – like, it, I don't know. I didn't see Schwindel or Wisdom getting any standing, standing ovations their first day as our, our day-to-day starter. So cool to see that. Crazy that the Reds won on opening day. But that's what – that's why baseball is so great, you know. 162 games, anything can happen on a given day. So that was very, very, very cool. Astros and Angels, I did watch this game, and I'm bummed that I couldn't watch yesterday's game. Obviously, the greatest player in the game right now, Shohei Otani, he was on the mound. He gave up, I think, two earned, uh, but he had like nine Ks. He was ridiculous. Um, one earned, one walk, nine strikeouts, four hits in four and two-thirds inning. Um, the new rule is cool, where even when you take out the pitcher, you can still stay in his DH. Uh, he went 0 for 4 in yesterday's game, um, but late in the game, it was running out first, I think, with one out or two outs in like the eighth inning, and he 
he got really good contact on the ball, and Matt Vaskersian went nuts, like, out of this world, insane, was screaming, like, oh, there's a drive in the right, and then it was, like, 10 feet short. Everyone's making fun of it. I thought it was a great call. It, it, I even, like, I, like, reached for my phone to text uh, text someone. I was like, oh, my God, like, Otani just had the game. Like, baseball's back. And um, he, he came up short. And who else other than Otani to tie that game? So I liked the suspense. I liked, I liked the excitement. And then for it to come up short was fun. And uh, frustrating even as, as, like, I'm not an Angels fan, but it's frustrating. I, I This was the, the latest game of the night. It went the longest, or it ended the latest, I should say. Um, so I wanted to go to extras. I, I was I was baseball deprived last night. But um, great game. Astros win. Um, I expect both. I, yeah, I, I do expect both teams to be pretty great this year. Um, Diamondbacks and Padres was probably the greatest game of the night last night. Um, for those of you who don't know, former Cubs pitcher Hugh Darvish was on the mound for the Padres. He went six hitless frames, I want to say. Yep, six innings, four walks, three strikeouts, no hits, no earned runs. Uh, they had a no-hitter through through six, and then they gave up a hit. And then they were up to nothing in the bottom of the ninth inning because it was at Arizona. And, man, they just started walking, walking the Diamondbacks, walking the Diamondbacks. And um, the bases were loaded. I want to say there was no outs. I, I want to say they didn't get a single single out. Yeah, Craig Stammen came in. Well, Suarez, it says, walked two. And then Stammen gave up a hit, so they didn't walk the bases loaded. They gave up two walks and a hit. Bases were loaded. Um, Young, I don't, I don't really think he's a prospect anymore. I think he's, he's, I think he played last year, Seth Beer, if I'm correct. Um, anyway, Seth Beer, one of the younger players on the Dimebacks. Uh, they're hopefully one of their shining stars in years to come. Hits a walk-off grand slam in the bottom of the ninth to get the D-backs to win over the Padres. It was insane. I couldn't watch it because I live in Arizona, and I was watching it on my computer, and, you know, MLB does the blackout stuff, so I couldn't watch it, but I heard it, and, man, it was it was just it was insane. They kept walking. I was like, I, was like, I wasn't really worried at the time because I, I didn't think the Diamondbacks were going to hit a walk-off grand slam. But I was mistaken. Seth Beer got a hold of one and cranked it over the wall to, to end the final game schedule for last night, which was Dimebacks and the Padres. And bringing us into today, which was even more crazier than yesterday. The number one game I want to talk about, actually, I'll talk about the Yankees and Red Sox. I'm going to go to the, to the, game, the box score for this one as well, because I believe it was 2 nothing. It was three to nothing. Red Sox. Garrett Cole got shelled. Four innings pitched, four hits, three earned, one walk, three strikeouts, and a home run given up. Um, and then in the bottom of the first, the Yankees got two back. So it was three to two, then three to three in the fourth, then four to three in the sixth, then four to four in the eighth, and then in the top of the tenth, the Red Sox scored. In the bottom of the tenth, the Yankees scored. Then because the, obviously they have the ghost runner rule still applies. Uh, I know originally they said it was gone, and then they brought it back. But um, in the top of the 11th, the Yankees pitching, I, I want to see who pitched. Um, M. King prevented a single run from scoring in the top of the 11th. So then I was like, okay, well, the, Red the Yankees are going to win. Um, but who else better than 
Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson, I, I don't know what it was. Was it, well, it had to be an RBI single. He singled, oh, it's playing right here. I wonder if I can, don't play the audio, please. Please don't play the audio. Uh, um, I think he hit one through, I want to say the right side of the infield. I could be completely wrong. But um, he walked it off. And obviously, he's, a, he's new for them this year. Oh, no, he hit it through the center, middle of the infield. And, and they came around and score. Um, so he walked it off for the Yankees today. And obviously, I think it's so cool that the Red Sox and Yankees are playing each other on opening day. Um, that rivalry never gets old. And then next was the Tigers and the White Sox. I'm trying to wrap this up before I run out of time. Um, but I just want to talk about, um, obviously, I want to say congrats to Spencer Torkelson. He was from ASU. And now he's, uh, he was the first round pick, the first overall pick, I believe, last year's, in last year's draft. And now he's starting for the Tigers. Um, but it was bottom nine against the White Sox, Tigers, and White Sox. Four to four, Liam Hendricks came in. Javier Baez swung in a pitch deep to right field. Looked like it was it was going to go out for a little bit. And then Pollock caught it, but then it bounced straight up in the air, and then he caught it again. So everyone thought it was an out, like a crazy out. They then reviewed it because Baez pointed to the wall right when it happened and said, it hit the wall. So then he pointed to say, ask for a review. They reviewed it. The ball hit off the wall first and then into Pollock's glove. So it was not an out off the, off the bobble. And the Tigers walked it off. One of the craziest walk-offs I've seen. It might be the craziest walk-off I've ever seen. Um, it was super fun, super cool. And uh, that was both Rizzo hit a home run with the Yankees and then Baez walked it off for the Tigers. So, And then speaking of former Cubs, Phillies beat the Athletics 9-5. to uh, and Schwarber hit a leadoff home run. This is what I think we're going to see a lot of for the Phillies. They're going to give up a lot of runs, but man, are they going to get a lot of runs. Uh, nine to five, they won as expected. Uh, not too surprised. Rays beat the Orioles two to one. Not much to talk about there. Yeah, everyone knew that was coming. The Rockies were leading earlier against the Dodgers two to nothing, but the Dodgers came back to win five to three. Again, not surprised. Mariners beat the Twins two to one. Giants beat the Marlins in extras, 6-5. Mets beat the Nationals, 7-3. And then the last game I really think I'm going to talk about is the Blue Jays and the Rangers. And the only reason I want to talk about this is because never tell me baseball is a boring sport. And if you think so, go watch this entire game because the Blue Jays, well, first off, it was 7-0. And then the Blue Jays came back and tied at 7-7. And they won 10-8. Blue Jays are probably my pick to win the American League. But anyway, like I was saying, the atmosphere in this stadium was unmatched. Probably the, the, the craziest opening day crowd I've seen. Uh, clearly, the Toronto fans really believe in this team this year, and they should because it is a stacked team. Really exciting to watch. I felt the adrenaline through the screen. Uh, I loved what I saw out of Toronto. Uh, even, even um, oh my God, why am I, even, even the Rangers. I like what I saw of the Rangers. I mean, giving up seven is, is never fun. Lose, giving up seven runs and then losing is never fun. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for baseball and probably the podcast tonight, really. Um, not much to talk about for baseball. And then obviously, um, I mean, not much to talk about for football. And then obviously I just covered baseball. So this was a shorter one today. It's only going to get around 30 minutes. Um, I also didn't want to, uh, put this one out too late. So I was kind of rushing a little bit cause I have to post it in 12 minutes. Um, but I will be back probably today's Saturday, or so, today's Friday. I'll probably be back Wednesday, would be my prediction. Uh, not Wednesday. <laughs> I lied. Um, 
try Thursday or maybe Tuesday. Tuesday or Thursday of, of this coming week, I'll probably be back um, to, to talk about it, to talk about more sports. So thank you guys so much for chiming in or chiming in, tuning in. Um, keep an eye out for daily uploads for the Cubs cast. I'm having a lot of fun with that. And I, I want to do like daily box scores if I can. Um, like I said, not every podcast is going to be long, but I still want to talk about the Cubs as much as I can. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to me. Um, thank you for the overwhelming support. Um, every view, every listen means the world to me and to be gone for so long and then come back and see that people are still coming back to listen means the world. So, uh, I hope you guys have a great day, afternoon, night, wherever, whenever you're listening to this and, uh, remember to keep talking sports. Thank you.